Hi, my name is Sam Liebens, and I thought we'd uh, talk a little bit about the Book of Ruth as we're coming up to Shavuot. Um, something surprising about the Book of Ruth, given that it's the canonical instance of somebody converting to Judaism, um, her statement to Naomi, her mother-in-law, when she wants to convert, mentions God relatively late on in the story. She says, wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you stay, I'll stay. Your people will be my people. Oh, almost as an afterthought, and your God will be my God. And you might have thought that, you know, if she's going to be the example for all converts in the future, that God would come first. Why did you come to Judaism? Well, I believe in God. And bizarrely, the rabbis seem to make this worse in their rereading of the verses. So, for instance, in Rut Rabbah, the Midrash on the Book of Rut, um, they imagine this conversation unfolding between Ruth and Naomi, in which Ruth convinces Naomi she wants to convert. And Ruth says, so, and, and, sorry, and Naomi says, okay, let me just explain to you some of the laws of Judaism. Uh, quite humorously, the first one she says to her is, it's not the way of Jewish girls to go to the theatre and the circus. Um, I don't know where, where, they get, where they get this from, but okay. And um, Ruth's answer is, well, wherever you go, I'll go. And then Naomi says, and you know, it's not the way of, of Jewish uh, people to um, stay in a house where there's no mezuzah. And she says, oh, don't worry. Uh, wherever you stay, I'll stay. So what you have here is... Ruth being told about commandments, and her saying, yeah, I'll keep them, but I'll keep them because I'm just following you. She doesn't say, oh yeah, I've looked into the laws about theatres and circuses, and it makes a lot of sense, and I just don't think it's appropriate for me to go. She says, no, I'm not going to go to them because I'm going to go wherever you go. And she looks in, she didn't say, oh, I looked into the laws of mezuzah, and I really understand what mezuzah is about, and that makes a lot of sense to me, and I don't want to stay in the house where there's no mezuzah. No, she says, look, wherever you stay, I'll stay. So if you stay where there's a mezuzah, then I'll be staying where there's a mezuzah, don't worry about it. And then the Midrash explains what Ruth was saying when she says, your people are my people. It's very nice, it says that that regards to the punishments and the warnings. And she's saying, look, I'm going to be with your people through good times and bad times. I'm really tied into the destiny of your people. But what does your Lord is my God mean? Elokech, Elokai, what does that mean? Says Rabbah, says the Midrash, it just means, oh, and that's all the other mitzvahs. So it doesn't even mean necessarily believing in God, according to rabbis. It means, you know, I won't eat kidney off Tom Pesach. I'll do all the other stuff you do. I'm not... Perhaps worse, perhaps better. When the rabbis imagine this conversation in another place, in the Gemara, in, the, in Tractate of Amot, they do a very similar thing. It says, you know, it's not the ways of, uh, of, of Jewish people to walk too far on the Shabbat. And she says, wherever you go, I'll go. And again, it says, it's not the way of Jewish people to, to stay in Yichud, to be secluded with people of the opposite gender. She says, well, don't worry, wherever you stay, I'll stay. And again, it's the same motif, which is that Ruth is accepting commandments, but not seemingly because she's looked into them, understood them, and says, yeah, I really want, just because she's connected to Naomi. And um, perhaps worse, when it says, your Lord is my God, this means that she won't worship other gods. That's what the Gemara says. So the idea is, it's not imperative that she accepted God. What was important was that she took a crucifix off or that she didn't have a statue of Ganesh in her house. She didn't have... That's what mattered, right? means I won't worship other gods. Well, you know, that seems to be the rabbis deflating the only really 
major the theological part of the actual um, conversion process of Ruth. But I think what's going on here is this. The rabbis are sensitive to the fact that you're not fully Jewish if you merely believe in Judaism. And you're not fully Jewish if you want to keep the commandments. Because if, you, if, if all of that, if that's all you want to do, but you don't see yourself as tied up into the destiny of the Jewish people, then you're not yet Jewish. And more than that, they're saying that if being tied up to the destiny of the Jewish people is what comes first, then you're on stable ground. Because if, you're, if you really see yourself as tied up to the destiny of the Jewish people, then you're going to end up staying in places where there are mezuzahs, and you're going to end up not going to the theatres and the circuses if that's not appropriate, and you're going to end up not worshipping other gods, and you'll end up religious. Um, and this is interesting because this is echoed. Ruth says to Naomi, please don't let me leave you, right? Don't let me leave you, she says. And the only other really big conversion thing in the Bible is when Moses is trying to convince his father-in-law in the book of Numbers, seemingly, to convert. And he says, please don't leave us. Please don't abandon us. And he uses this very same verb, la'azov, please don't, please don't abandon us. The idea about conversion is, do you want to leave the Jewish people or do you want to cleave to the Jewish people? And it's about peoplehood. One last thing. Uh, to think about because this is on Shavuot. In the festival of Pesach, we say that the wicked son is an apostate, a kofa be'ikar. He's denied a fundamental principle of faith, but he didn't. There's not one thing that he said he didn't believe in. All he did was he excluded himself from the Jewish people. He disavowed himself of membership in the Jewish people, and that makes him an apostate. And also in Pesach, in the Dayenu song, we said, had we come to Mount Sinai and not received the Torah, it would have been enough. Well, how could that be enough? That's not what sh we shouldn't be saying that's on Shavuot. How can that be enough? And perhaps the answer is this. When the Jewish people stood at Mount Sinai, they stood as one person. And their, their standing is um, encapsulated in the Hebrew in the singular rather than in the plural. And Rashi says that's because they stood as one person with one heart. And that was enough. Just standing at Mount Sinai with that type of national unity, that was enough. Well, does that mean we don't need to keep the Torah and we don't need to believe in Judaism? We don't, as long as we have this national identity? No, because if you, if you have the national identity, you'll also have the God and you'll also have the mitzvahs and you'll also have uh, the full gamut of what it is that makes a Jew a Jew. It has to start with uh, an indelible connection to our peoplehood. And that's what we learn through Ruth. Okay.